Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 53124 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. with the professional dominatrix Lady Lexi. We find out more about what it's like to humiliate and dominate clients as a profession, what led her into this work, what a day in her work life looks like and much more. I am Amanda and this is Playful Podcast. How has your day been so far? You're on vacation. Hello, yes, I'm on vacation. I just got my boobs done like nine days ago. So How does that feel? It feels amazing. Yeah. Yes, I finally I'm a bit closer to to who I am. I mean, I'm a trans woman also, so just said, so you know. Um so that was a really important gender affirming surgery for me. So I feel great. I have no pain and I'm ready. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's perfect. I love But it. But yeah, my day in general has been pretty slow. I just got ready and got here the rest of the day. I was just You're on vacation chill. after Yeah. Lunch. Yeah. So diving right in, you are working full time as a dominatrix. Yes. And we just started talking about because we are doing another interview in the print magazine together with one of your colleagues, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got in contact, you and me. And you said I was like, How do you know each other? And you're like, We're colleagues. We have we share the office space. And yes. already there, I was like, I don't follow. So, so I just like, how does it work? Everything like you have an office space that you share together with colleagues, and there you bring your clients. I mean, we work like everyone independently as like freelancers, um, in a studio in a BDSM dungeon studio, however you want to call it, um, and there you can. Just rent the room out for an hour, for the whole day, whatever, and um, welcome your clients and have sessions. Use all the equipment that is there. You have way more safety, obviously. Mm. And um, yeah, that's how I do it. 
There's a lot of ways to do it. You can also meet in hotel rooms or private, like at the home of the dom or the submissive. Mm. Yeah, that's the ways. Are there any guards it. or people who are working there who are around when you rent? No, we don't have like bouncers at the <laughs> door or anything. Like we're a we're strong woman. We can take care of us. Yeah, yeah. But um no, like it's it's very safe in the studio. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's a, a whole different atmosphere. Yeah, how is the atmosphere like? I mean, for the client or like oh, yeah. the submissive, it's like they're, I don't know, in a different world. So the energy yeah. is shifting the minute you walk into those. Definitely, definitely. Was that also the feeling you got when you were looking at the space to be at and you entered this? Like I mean, I was just like, Yes, that's beautiful. I wanna work here. <laughs> Are you from Berlin? Um, I grew up in Germany. Mm. Um, but not exactly in Berlin. But yeah, I came to Berlin like two and a half years ago now. All right. Yeah, exactly. It's so different in like small cities or small towns. So mm. I had to go out of there. As soon as I got like 18, I was like, bye. <laughs> what led you into sex work? Yeah, that's interesting. The thing is, I was always very, very interested in the sex industry. Like, I remember when I was, like, 11, I was, like, I want to be a porn star at one point. Like at Did you tell age. your parents that? No, I didn't. You just felt <laughs> it. Yeah, just, no, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to be a porn star. Probably it was also the time where I saw my first porns or whatever. Um, and I was, like, sexually active pretty young. I mean, not with 11, but very young. Um, and... I always wanted, like, I was so fascinated by dominatrixes, by escorts, and, like, the whole sex industry. And I also didn't start as a dom, actually. I started as an escort, and, um, yeah, I did this for a while. I was very young. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, as soon as I went to Berlin and everything... I also, like, started doing more of BDSM stuff. I got introduced into the world of BDSM, and that's where I found my passion. Yeah, so I guess you were a little bit interested with, you know, pain and how to... Yeah, like, sure. integrate that into I mean, I'm, I'm definitely a sadistic person, and, like, I enjoy that. <laughs> but the change from escorting to being a dom was also, like... I don't know, just a lot of personal reasons. Like, for me, it's way more empowering. I mean, like, every kind of sex work is super empowering. Mm. But um, I feel way more comfortable with being a dom. And I love it. Like, that's where I found my true passion. Like, inside of the sex industry. Because I also do OnlyFans. Yeah, I was an escort. I was a sugar babe. I actually didn't saw this dude for over three months, and I got like two k from him every month. So, <laughs> wait, what happened with him? Uh, at one point, we stopped because I was just tired of it, and it got too complicated. Oh yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And I was not depending on it anymore. And um, yeah, so I was kind of in all the parts of the industry, not in all parts. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't stripper, stripping or anything, but um, 
Yeah, I tried a lot, and them and being a dom is my thing. You found your home. Yes, I did. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many stereotypes about and assumptions about people who do sex work. Yes, they what are. are. What are some that you have come across? I mean, definitely that we all take drugs and that we all, we don't really do it because we want to do it. Like, I don't know. A lot of people ask me, like, if 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 I need help and, like, if someone's trying to force me to do this work and I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> we just met each other five minutes ago. How dare you? Mm. Um... Like, do people always think that you have, like, some kind of problem, that you have to do this work? They can't imagine that you're, that it feels really empowering or, like, that you're not only doing it for the money because that's the case for me. Like, obviously money is an aspect, but not the only one, so. And what else? I mean, that were all sluts, (laughs) like... In a negative way, <laughs> I I would definitely call myself a slut, but um, like I can say that. But a lot of people, yeah, for them we are just dirty. That's yeah. that's a lot of times. The I mean that that it's brutal to have that opinions about one and to come like to always bump into people saying, you know, looking down on you. Yeah, it takes really thick skin. Yeah. Especially also when you're trans, then it's also like even harder. How, do you feel that the community then is super important on like building each other up, or like, or is that something you need to be born with to manage to stay strong, like within yourself? Like, I mean, we definitely like all support each other, but you need thick skin in the business, yeah. definitely. Like, do you always have that? Not always. I've I had to grow also, like, in my work, uh, mm. definitely. Like, I didn't have this uh, thick skin or, like, the confidence, especially when it's about um, my clients or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to learn a lot. Also, yeah, from more experienced doms. Mm. And, uh, yeah. But at the beginning, it was all learning by doing. Like, that's how I started. Yeah, how was like the first session you ever had as a <laughs> I honestly can't really remember it. But I think it was just like um feet erotic. Like it was all about feet, so it was pretty chill. Is that very common? Yes. I mean f- like feet kinks definitely. Foot fetish. They love it. Um and for me that was like a good way to start it, I guess. Yeah, but I can't, I can't ever remember that much, like mm-hmm. how it's been. I just know that I was really nervous. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, I'm also nervous when I'm like on vacation for three weeks or something, and then I come back, like the first session. I'm always a bit nervous, and then I'm like, "Girl, why? Like, you did this so many times. Why are you nervous and sweating now?" You know, but yeah, I can totally feel with that. Like even doing interviews. I mean, I think it's in all professions. You get nervous when you haven't done something in a in a long time. Yeah, and you feel you doubt because it's not your routine anymore. Exactly. And you are like constantly evolving, and suddenly you're like, "Ooh, what if I lost this?" 
or like confidence part or you know yeah if i feel I yeah but today how often nowadays do you have sessions is it every day yeah mostly i mean the thing is also like i pay for all my surgeries and everything by myself so I have other motivations too, and I work a lot. As I said before, mm -hmm. behind the cameras, like I'm a hustler, and I love it. So I'm working kind of every day. I obviously don't have sessions every day, but I'm open for bookings every day, and um, most of the days I have bookings. <laughs> How does a, a, a normal day in your life look like? In my work life or in my private life? Both. <laughs> no, but let's take care of work life. Like I mean, when you go up, how does it look like from start to finish? I mean, in my work life, I'm I'm always starting my day at like eight, nine, because I mean, I don't have a boss telling me like, yo, you have to be there and there, you know, so I have to be my own boss. <laughs> that was hard yeah. to get into this routine. Um, yeah, then I wake up, have my breakfast. Oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, my oatmeal. Then I check my mails, uh, my messages um, for bookings and everything, my work phone, and see what's going on for today. Maybe I already have some pre-bookings. Um, yeah, and then I just check my schedule. Then I take some time for myself, read a book maybe, two hours probably, or just chill on my phone, honestly. <laughs> Hang around on Instagram. Um, and then I'm mostly getting ready. I'm always starting, like, around 12. Like, that's my time, from 12 to 12. Like, 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'm work. available. Mm. Yeah. All right. So free time is when you are reading the book. That's your free time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, but getting ready is also part of the work, so... Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and it takes a while. Like, yeah. especially if you have to put on some latex or whatever, like, mm -hmm. you know, it takes a while. Doing it by yourself or, like... Yeah, <laughs> I put it on by myself. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes also my colleagues have to help me. Yeah. But usually I do it myself. And, like, getting ready, like, my makeup and everything, I always do myself, for sure. Mm. And then, yeah, then I go... Um, when I'm ready, I go into the studio. There I prepare the room for whatever we're going to do, whatever toys we will need. So they or have, like, written uh, that in a specific, like... Yeah, sure. I mean, order. I want that. Like, I need their a list of their kinks, desires, and their no-gos or yeah. taboos. In German, we say taboos. <laughs> I don't know. Um... So we already know, like, if it's even, you know, like, if we're vibing, like, because I don't offer everything. No. I also have my no-goes. I mean, the list is very, very small. I offer uh, most of the services when it's in the BDSM, under the BDSM umbrella. But, um, yeah, it's always important that I know before what they what their needs are, and, um, yeah, so I can prepare also, make it a bit more playful, you know? Yeah. Get a bit creative with yeah. what I'm going to do with him. <laughs> playful, <much>. exactly. <laughs> what, uh, what are some examples of the no-goes that could be on the list? I mean, my no-goes are vomit. Oh, yeah, yeah, your no-goes, yeah. Yeah. 
And theirs? Like, like common ones? Ah, you mean theirs. Mm. Um, a lot of them don't like scat. Yeah. Um, vomit. Or also like hard, hard pain. I don't know, this changed a bit. Like before, the people wanted more pain, but now it's a bit less. Um, and what is really... Um, Yeah, that's kind of like the biggest no-goes, like scat and vomit and like blood. Oh yeah, okay. And like um, like things that you will s that will stay, you know, like really deep. Nam, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. the English word, scars or something, you know, like deep scars or whatever. Oh, so that there's like no rules in there. I mean, there are rules. I mean, I mean, like, of course, there are rules. You're not gonna kill anyone or whatever. But I yeah. mean, like, I didn't think about that it can be that harsh, you know. I mean, but only like, if if it's about a cutting, for example, yeah. like, I'm not gonna do a cutting if they don't ask for it. No, no, no. Yeah. Of like course. that's definitely a really extreme thing. That is very extreme. Yeah. 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 So no. I mean, it takes so much knowledge. To do what you do, how has that? Has there been any like things gone wrong or something like this? No, no. I mean, when it's about like medical, like the clinic role plays, um, like hospital role plays, I'm always like I have my boundaries. I can't do everything because I have these nails yeah. also. <laughs> um, but there never really happened anything bad, like. Not in a physical way. No. No. That's good. Like I never. Fingers crossed it keeps that way. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Physically, there was always everything fine. I mean, even getting to bed with someone, there are things that can happen that are like, you know, awkward or whatever. But that's something, I guess, different. Yeah. But has there been any situations where you've been, like memorable situations where things were, like some story to tell or... I mean, there's a lot of stories to tell because it's something different, like every day. But when it's about like something going wrong, I remember once, um, like we had a really hard humiliation session, me and my sub, and um, yeah, I was a bit too harsh on him, I guess, and he started crying like really hard, like he had a mental breakdown. Um, which was not my intention, obviously. That was also the only time, and um, that's also what what it's about being a dom. Like we're not just these dominant, arrogant, you know, mistresses that punish you. Like no, obviously we stopped, we talked about it, we hugged each other, and like you know, that's how we ended this session. Then like aftercare, I told him that he's obviously a great person. And that he deserves love. Like at the end of the day, I don't know. I would say we as dominatrixes, we are diplomats in some way. We are acting actors. We are therapists. Mm. It's a lot that you have. Like you need a lot of skills and the medical skills too. Like yeah. it's a body. We have a lot of responsibility. So yeah, but I love this. Like that. It's always so different. And I was just gonna go get into the psychological aspect because that's something that people joke a lot about on social media these days that girlfriends 
are the, you know, that they're so fed up with being the girlfriend to men who they need to be the psychotherapist of. Or like, have you seen those kind of, it's, it's like uh, memes or whatever, all, all around the internet. Like, that men should go to therapy? Ex- that's one. Men should go to therapy. And also, <laughs> yeah. like, I should, I, I'm not only sleeping with you, I should also take pay for being your therapist. But um, if we go more to the advertisement side of the business, mm-hmm. like something that even we at Playful as a magazine are affected by is the is the censorship around oh social my media. God, yes. And I mean, that's something that, of course, can be like it's it, like the platform for for many professions is is a advertisement tool, and that keeps us closer to the people on the other side yeah like how do you advertise yourself in a safe way i guess i mean i guess you just need to know how to go with the guidelines Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i mean i advertise in a lot of ways obviously social media Instagram, I don't know. I think it's my third account. Yeah, that that's This uh, one is not deleted by now. Let's pray to whoever that it stays. Um yeah, there's a few tricks that you can like take some more time until you get deleted, but at one point it will get deleted anyways. Yeah. Um Twitter Twitter is more open. Twitter is super open and super important for me to advertise as Not a dom. Not by... Uh, uh, yeah, by Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Let's see how, how it changed, if it changed in your... Yeah, I think there will be some changes, but I hope he will not go against sex workers. No, let's hope. Yeah. Um, but no... I also advertise on Twitter. Yeah, that's the most important website. Or, like, not the most important website, but, like, the most important social media site because there I can post everything, mm-hmm. uh, like, really uncensored. But Instagram is definitely important, too, mm-hmm. for me. And besides that, um, I get my advertisement from the website of my studio. Like, you know, yeah. you can see the team, so... People okay. that go into the studio or on the website can see me. And I am, I would say, on all the well-known German websites where you can uh, advertise as a dominatrix mm-hmm. or also look for a dominatrix, like paid advertisements. Um, oh, yeah, that's... So I do that. So just Google me and you'll find me. <laughs> Want to tell us one of the most memorable experiences you had in your profession? I mean, yeah, just actually just um, two weeks ago, I think, I had um, a client with a erectional dysfunction. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Is he didn't right? get it up. Yeah, like it's not getting up. Yeah. Because he had a surgery here um, and he couldn't get it up for two years. And I got it up, like, through the session, um, through my domination and my work. And I don't know, we both really, we were so happy. Like, that was an amazing, like, for me, that was amazing. That was such a compliment for my work. And also on a personal level, like, I think now we are, (laughs) we are close, you know? Yeah. Like, after two years, 
And he was so thankful. Like, that's also something, like, a lot of people think these men, they are all, like, disgusting bitches. But no, that's not true. Like, most of them are so kind. And, yeah, that was definitely a very memorable... Um, and speaking of, like, the also the kind of stereotypes that people can have of the clients, like, how... Do you have a specific client, would you say, or are they so very different? No, I don't have a specific client. I mean, obviously, um, like, they are mostly, uh, like, a bit older, like, from the 30s up, because it's also about the money. But I also have, like, very young people, like, that are in their 20s. It's everything, like... Businessmen, it's a lot of businessmen, obviously. Um, Who travel like, to Berlin. Yeah. They are mostly travelers, and like this cliche is a bit true, actually. Um, that it's like a lot of businessmen that have a lot of like power in their daily life. But it's also like so much like diversity in my clients. It's, I don't know everything the one working at the gas station and he has to save his money like for three months to get a session for example or the businessman that can offer like get a session every week you know how do you run background checks on your clients to find out triggers and, and i mean they they approach to me they text me on whatsapp call me or send me an email or write me on the websites i'm advertising and then i'm replying and I ask for a list so then they will just write it all down yeah and that's it mm. and they can always like on the w websites I advertise they can always already see like what I offer what I don't offer so oh yeah exactly yeah. and then you can get some f build some fantasies from there I guess yeah because I think some but we also like once they told me what they want, what they don't want, what I want, blah, blah, blah. It's also, like, about me. Like, of you know, course. I don't yeah. like to have, like, a, a prepared book. No. Like, it has be to be a bit spontaneous and creative, you know, like. I don't want to have a script. Like. No, and, and I guess like I guess many people also come to you because they want to get to know more about what they actually prefer because that's yeah. a whole journey that yeah. is really... Yeah. I mean, it's something you have to... Like, there's some things that you can, like, think, like, maybe I'm into this, but it's really hard to find out. That's right? true. So Also, it takes a lot, like, as a person to, especially when it's about more extreme kinks, to also, like, show up and go to a studio and, like, mm. like live it out, experience it. Like, that takes a lot, too, like, to really live out your kinks in a society where it's really, like, taboo to talk about this or even, like, consider doing... Yeah. Yes, so I think it also takes a lot from my clients, like to go into a studio or anything, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's like it's nothing you that is approved us off from the society because the society, like, super much. As for example, I'm from Sweden, and in Sweden, it's completely banned mm -hmm. to, 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 like, to be a sex worker is fine, but you're not allowed to. To purchase, yeah. the, you know, yeah. 
I know this the is whole. A new topic. <laughs> I hope it will not go in place in Germany. Just oh, is it looking like it's going to? Or? Yeah, some politicians want also like the oh. Nordic Nordisches Modell. We call it. Uh, oh yeah, exactly. They also want it here. I'm very against it. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm not getting. Um, like, I'm not going against the law if this rule would be there. Mm. Um, but my clients would be. So it would be illegal to come to me. And the thing is, like, it's not giving me any safety. Because yeah. if I wa really want to do this job, I will still do it. Mm. But the ones that come to me then are people that are, like, more into taking the risk of, like, doing something illegal and, like, doing things that are not allowed. You know? Mm. So it's automatically like way riskier yeah. because my clients are potentially people that do illegal things yeah they have their own way of what's right or wrong they don't follow the rules yeah exactly yeah. so probably they could also not follow my rules so i think that's like a big point that makes it really unsafe in general like this makes no sense this whole rule also like if you then live in a household with someone else it could get like you could get problems too like i don't know when you're a sex worker and you're living with your man together mm. he could get charges for example for just living with you <laughs> wow. yeah like it's i mean i'm not too deep into the whole like swedish nordic model but like it's it's fucked up yeah. going back to to the topic of bringing fantasies to life and like finding out your own preferences or like even awakening the sexuality yeah. that you managed to do two weeks ago with your client. Yes. Like how do you have, does it just takes really um, like the tentacles, you know, the s you need to read people very well to be able yes. to do it or what's the, do you have a, like how do you, do you have any system for it or? Maybe you I don't mean, want to spoil your secrets, but... I mean, I'm not going to tell all my secrets, <laughs> but a really big skill, and that's a skill that I had to learn, is reading people, mm. like, at the beginning, but also, like, in the session, because with our body, we say a lot. Like, body language is so important when I do something with my submissive, so I can, if, if, like... Even if they don't want to tell me something, like, I can see how their body reacts. And if it's too much, for example. You know? So, yeah. Did you, were you always very sensitive, even as a child? or Me? Yeah, like, sensitive meaning, like, reading, the, reading a room, like, energies and, like, people's... Uh, I think, yeah, because, like, I don't know. I mean, I also started very young. Like, with the whole, like, escort thing and stuff. And there I also really had to read people. So yeah. I think it definitely came more from being in the industry. But I would say before, too, already. Like, I was not bad at reading people. It's. I think some things of these are things you cannot really train. Like, you should. You are probably born with a lot of, of the ability to, to feel empathy and to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, some aspects of being a dom that you can't learn. And, like, 
not everyone can be a dominatrix and that's fine like yeah it's just how it is like do you think you can tell who could be a dominatrix and who couldn't how should i judge that like, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> that's hard i would really need to know the person and like in general like some some characteristics like You need to be a dominant person. Yeah. Because if it's not authentic, like, your clients will see that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, like, a totally submissive person, completely shy, whatever. I mean, maybe you're great at acting and it, like, balances out your life. Maybe that works, but... Maybe then you can even... If you're that good of an actor, maybe you can manage to work. Exactly. To some extent. Yeah, that's just what I wanted to say. But I think in most of the cases, this wouldn't work out. Also, I mean, you have to free yourself from all the stigma mm. that you got teached your whole life. Because, I mean, we don't grow up learning that sex work is something we can do or, like, that could be a, um, a career for us, like a career path. Like, you know, we yeah. don't grow up with that. No, exactly. Which is good to a certain age, I guess, but still, like... What, what would you say that you have learned, like, about yourself these years? Mm, I have learned that, I, that I'm that i definitely a really, really strong person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I would definitely say this about myself, because I always fight alone. And, um, yeah, these years made me really, really confident... I don't know, I've probably experienced things like some people in their 80s never experienced. Like, from my age, I think I experienced a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy shit. <laughs> I so want to hear the crazy stories. So you want to hear the crazy <laughs> stories? <laughs> yes, because it's so intriguing, I guess. Like, you have this fantasy spot. I mean, not even knowing that about how the colleague system work and, and you know, and these things is like basics but people don't speak about it so yeah that's true you no know, it's hard to that's why we're doing this podcast we need to like be educated about these topics right and we need yes. to get to know you and you know the your thoughts on life and thoughts on 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 the industry and this is also something i guess that the uh, laws and everything are are lacking when they set the rules i feel that at least the the debates that i've been watching they're lacking the voice from inside it's always like that like mm. they always talk about sex work but never with a sex worker mm. and a lot of times they don't talk about sex work they talk about sex trafficking mm. like don't get it twisted you know and yeah that's a big problem mm. like they talk about us they make rules about us mm but they never talk to us and listen to us. I mean, like, it, it doesn't make sense. No. How would you rather rate Berlin as a city? Yeah, there's definitely, like, two worlds in Berlin, I feel like. Yeah. Especially, like, in areas like Neukölln or something. Mm -hmm. That's also where I live. It's mm -hmm. definitely not the safest place as a trans woman. Um At the end of the day, I love Berlin. I love the hedonistic vibe it has. Like, everyone's just doing what they want to do. Some people maybe do it a bit too much. Um, <laughs> maybe they don't last so long in the city then. Though. Yeah, yeah. But no, I love being here and I, I will always have my heart here. Like, Berlin definitely changed me. Yeah? In yeah, in a good way. I mean, it made me, like, I found myself, like, 
way more and like accepted myself way more because I saw okay I'm actually not alone like I'm not this kinky stupid bitch <laughs> there's oh, okay. more you know you felt like an outsider in your hometown yeah definitely yeah. Mm. because of many reasons getting more down to the topic of domination and submission mm-hmm. why do you think people are drawn to being humiliated <sighs> hmm. i mean why they are drawn to being humiliated or dominated not everyone wants to be humiliated that's also the thing like yeah. it's such a big big spectrum such a big world kink like sometimes they also want to be eye to eye you know but still with dominance or whatever or for example when i do like a feminization it doesn't have to be humiliating but it still is a lot of times I mean, there's definitely one reason that is trauma. Maybe they experienced it before, in their childhood, whatever. This is um, definitely a reason. Do you think it can be freeing then for them? Like sure. It, it's like working through the trauma and acknowledging it? Mm. Yeah, I think it's good for them then, like to a certain point, definitely. But you should still always, like, at the end, consult a therapist because we're not. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to be. A lot of times they just came across it, like, I don't know, at one point in their life they had a partner that had this or that kink or was in the BDSM scene, and they just found out, like, yo, I actually have this kink or that kink. Like, because it's such a taboo, like, people a lot of times don't really experience like kink and like BDSM because I believe that we all have kinks. Like everyone has a kink. You can't tell me that you have no kinks. I mean, you can tell me, but I will not believe you. Like maybe you find them. <laughs> maybe you didn't find it out by now, but I think everyone has some kinks. That's really interesting because I actually did an interview with and she thought that she was asexual and then until she discovered uh, her submissive side. Okay. I'm going to give you the uh, the magazine where this interview is. I love this. Yeah, she's she's amazing. She's really uh, now she's also a consent coach. And since then she can also like live her sexuality, yeah, I guess. I think so cool. And now she's like she's like I'm uh, I'm sexual like a teenager right now. That's so cool. And that's like what the whole, that's what I love about this whole kinky world. Like, I don't know, there's always something new. Like, it can give you so much in your life. Mm. And that's also what I love. Like, I know that I'm, I'm doing something good for my clients, for my guests, for my play partners. <laughs> it's obviously your uh, profession and career. But what does it bring you besides money? I mean, as I said, money is definitely an aspect. Um, but besides that, it's maybe also a bit of a psychological mindfuck I have <laughs> from my childhood. Because I grew up, like, I don't know, not being the coolest person, you know. Like, I always knew that I'm trans and I always, like, I didn't act like... I was, yeah, a boy or whatever. So the kids always hated me. I got bullied a lot. And also when I was older, like, I don't know, getting all this um, 
appreciation, I would say, and like all this, you know, them kneeing in front of me and telling me that I'm literally like the most beautiful person they ever saw in their life or like that I'm their goddess and they literally mean it. Like they obey me, praise me, whatever, like, I don't know, <laughs> spend their whole salary on me. Like that's compliment. <laughs> so it's also like it gives me a lot of like... um validation <laughs> yeah which is i don't know if that's healthy <laughs> but um yeah i think that's also because of me just being a trans woman that i also like seek a lot of validation from men and i mean i can also live out my kinks because i definitely enjoy being dominant like i really love the things i practice Obviously, I have things that I prefer more than the others, but every service I do, I just got a question a few days ago on Instagram, like, what's your favorite kink? And I was like, I don't have a favorite kink. Like, all the services I offer are my favorite kinks. Like, kind of, you know? And that's a long list. It's a long list, <laughs> yeah. I mean, already having... I have, like, three no-goes. Vomiting. Vomiting. No, I offer scat. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, no, it's vomiting. Then also, like, uh, blackmailing. Because I don't like that. Blackmailing? Yeah. And, like, that I blackmail them. And, like, this could, you know, you never oh, know. Oh, really? No, that, yeah. That, yeah, it can be a setup, no? Yeah, exactly. And then I'm the one that is getting yeah, fucked no. at the end. Yeah, no. So I don't That's do blackmailing sad. and... Um, I don't do ringen. I don't know what's the name in English, actually. You know? Oh, wrestling? Wrestling, yes. All right. That's a king, too. Yes. I don't offer wrestling. No, no, I no. can't. I'm too yeah. elegant for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, all my, all my girls that offer wrestling, you're elegant, too. I love you. Yeah. But no, like wrestling is also my too. Now we got it. <laughs> also, I guess... Wrestling is more fun if you're really strong woman. Yeah. Because then you can take them down. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. I mean, most of them want to get taken down. Yeah, I hear. That's I heard. But I ca I, I'm not sure if I would physically be uh, ready for this. And I'm like, that's not my vibe. No. That's not my way of uh, doing it. Could you possibly like describe how you would start the session and how you could lead it, lead it on? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you, like, how the process is of like, yeah. them entering until I leave, kind of. So they enter, first of all. We say hello. They give me a kiss on my hand, if I allow them. Then they have to take off their shoes um, and put on some slippers. And then we go into the room that I booked for us, um... I will offer some water. First, it's all eye to eye, you know? Like, I'm not opening the door and be like, ah, oh, hello, you little slut. <laughs> like, first, it's all completely eye to eye. We're both humans, and we just want to have fun. And then uh, we have a talk about everything we texted before, like all the kinks, desires, the complete no-goes. Um, then I also... Like, introduce myself a bit. They introduce themselves a bit if we didn't see each other before. Um, and then they 
put my tribute on the table. They don't give it in my hand. That's a tip for all my doms out there. Never take the cash in the hand. Always let them put it down. Why? Because that's dominance. Oh, yeah. Smart, of course. You know? Mm. Also, when I get a missed call, like, from a client, I don't call them back and, like, wait until they pick up. No, no. I call quickly back and hang up. So they have to call me again. Like, you know, it's, like, the small things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it already starts. Yeah. Where was I? Oh, yeah, you were uh, putting the Skin money out. on the Yeah, table. then they put the tribute, the money on the table. And then I take them into the bathroom. We have two bathrooms in the studio. Um, they take a shower. And then they have to knock three times on the door of the bathroom. And um, if they knock three times, I will let them out. And we go back into the room. And then... Um, I mostly want them to go on their knees and say hello to me and say thank you for my time and everything and just appreciate me taking some time for them. That's how it slowly starts. Yeah. And then we have our playful time, <laughs> our wild time. Um And after that, they usually go showering again. Um, and then I also like to have a talk after, like an aftercare talk. Wh like how they thought the session was, what they liked, what they didn't like, what we should do different the next time, if they missed anything. Like I want also them to give me like a review. Mm. I will give them a review. <laughs> And um, that's pretty much it. Then we go back into reality. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. it also, like, you know, you can't have a session and, like, bring them totally into the subspace, like, you're submissive. And then from one second to the other, like, bring them back into reality. Like, you have to slowly bring them back from their subspace if you really got them into there. Because if not, this can actually, like, psychologically be a bit of a fuck up. Uh -huh. So that's why I talk about what we experience and everything to like bring them slowly back in reality. Then I ask them, yeah, their plans for the rest of the day, blah, blah, blah. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. tell everything, mm -hmm. but yeah. Okay, yeah, it's, it's a procedure. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. come to the part of the podcast where if you're a Patreon, you'll get to listen to when Lexi does a background check on me, explains and reads how I am between the sheets. If you're interested and want to tune in, follow us on patreon.com slash playful magazine and join in. And now it's actually time for a little this or that. Mm -hmm. So I'll okay. tell you some uh, some suggestions, and mm -hmm. you say which one you prefer, either okay. this or either that. And then you can of course explain if there's something to explain. Okay, that's interesting. Are you logical or spiritual more? 
I'm more of a logical person. One night stands or long time relationships? <laughs> One night stands. Old men acting like alpha dudes or alpha dudes acting like old men? <laughs> you can't say none. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say alpha men acting like old dudes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, foot massage or hand massage? Foot massage. Bored or enthusiastic? Um, depends. When I'm passionate, enthusiastic. But yeah, I'm a lazy person. I don't know. Yeah, hard. It's a mix. Uh, verbal or physical? Verbal. Spank or strangle? Spank. <laughs> yes, ma'am or yes, mistress? Yes, mistress. Or yes, lady, because I'm Lady Lexi, so I prefer that. Dinner date or dungeon date? Dungeon date and then dinner date. <laughs> but no, All dungeon right. date. Yeah, because you get hungry in the dungeon and you need to go and eat. Yeah. That's smart. You ha you know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now the last step is what's in your bag? to show us what's I mean in I don't bag. the thing is like most of my equipment I already have in the studio oh yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. my box yeah this I can is just, just in your everyday bag like I can show you what's in my everyday bag yeah where do we have it you can't barely close it yeah because I have like things in there that I don't usually have with me just a wallet very boring mm -hmm. cigarettes I know <laughs> not very healthy yeah Long papers, because I'm a stoner queen. Um, always some makeup. That's also important for work. I always have, like, some makeup to refresh with me, some powder. Um, what else do we have in there? Perfume. Can I smell it? Sure. It's my working perfume. It's very cheap. It's from Rossmann. I Flowery, nice. Yeah, but I use very cheap perfume for work because these bitches don't deserve my Gucci bloom. <laughs> <laughs> um, my keys. Sunglasses. It's hot as fuck these days. Oh, yeah. And um, my most important things, my phones, my work phone, and my private phone. And yeah, this is my baby. I love it. <laughs> the work phone. Yeah, that's my, yeah, the work phone. Yeah. No, I feel like I, s I love to spend more time with my clients than my friends, which I'm sorry, but... <laughs> um, and then, yeah, lip liner, lip gloss, always. A dom always needs to have a good lip. Um, yeah, a face mask, Corona, oh, yeah. and some chewing gums. I always need chewing gums. What else do I have in there? Just some trash. Usually I would have some weed in there, but I didn't know if I should bring weed with me. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, thank Lovely. you for having me.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.